It's Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center. Because of his way that he understood things and how he communicated to the public of what he understood, it just made things better. He was a guy that made football better, made players better, made the fans better, you know, made broadcasters better, I'm sure. There, how many guys have you heard go boom, boom, and all that stuff after he started <laughs> doing all that stuff? Not all those guys were all pros, but uh, if Madden picked you as one of his guys, then that means that you were playing a different, a different brand of football. And, uh, and that, that's what it's all about, man. You know, to get to, to get a guy like that to be able to check the box when your name comes, comes up is, um, makes you feel as if you're doing what you're supposed to do when you're playing the game. That was a group of rascals back in the day. That was a hard-living football team that won the Super Bowl, quarterbacked by Ken Staber. But I'm assuming his ability to communicate with large audiences was probably the same with individual football players, that they just enjoyed being around him. And, and John wouldn't mind going and, and getting right in their face mask and telling them what they had to do to become better football players. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield on ESPN Las Vegas. All right, here we go on a Wednesday. Lots of conversations today about uh, John Madden. Willie Ramirez is here. It's Cofield back in our Finley Toyota studios. It's Ari. Let's do it. It's Trending at 3, presented by Nova Home Loans. Call now at 877-700-NOVA. Lots of football on the way, but uh, we should mention uh, the Knights on their return last night. Not bad. Crazy night in the NHL. Lots of scoring. Yeah, the, the, uh, <clears throat> 33 goals altogether. Um, huge night in, the, in hockey. Even big night for the return of the Golden Knights, minus Captain Mark Stone, um, minus some COVID-stricken players, coach. Um, some guys got on the board. They had a four-goal span between them and the Kings. That was a little bit of a, a record-setting, but it was one of the fastest ones in in, in recent times. And uh, Golden Knights come out on top. Now they're in front in the Pacific Division, and they come home um, for a decent-sized homestand, provided there are no uh, cancellations, which we all are hoping for, no postponements. You fired up today? I am fired. I am fired up. I'm fired up. I a lot of lot of a lot of things going in the right direction since since this morning. I got up at two o'clock and I couldn't go back to sleep. I know. I saw that. I saw you uh, with a coffee at like roughly four thirty in the morning. I wasn't up, but I saw you know a time like six hours before four o'clock in the morning, two o'clock in the morning. What the hell? I I got home last night and um, I was actually watching the game and. I fell asleep and I never woke up. And so I got close to six hours in and I, it happens. I get up sometimes and then I lay there and I try to not fall back or I try to fall back asleep and I didn't fall back asleep this time. So by three 30, I was, I was up and moving around and went to the gym, got some cardio in, came home, had my coffee with, with, you know, it's always about the shows. You know what? I'm back on for the cardio back on the Sopranos. Oh, that's right. I'm watching it for about the seven thousandth time. Nice. So not a uh, bad thing. Yep. 
Walmart, uh, Walmart emailed me that my uh, I, I did an online order overnight, <laughs> and they said come pick all the places in town. Couldn't 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 go to the COVID center. They said no. Raiders facility, nope. Uh, Walgreens, CVS, couldn't even help me. Couldn't even get. They couldn't even find a date. I went into the facilities of all places. I go to Wal- I, I log into the Walmart app. You're in. Got four uh four COVID tests. Two, two packages. There's two tests in each one. Stocking up, just in case. You know, you get this peace of mind after you're used to being tested once a week. Then all of a sudden you're not. And it's almost in your head. You take the testing away. To be honest with you, I've seen some of these posts and memes and gifts of the, the anti-those and whatever. But it's almost true. I mean, you don't get tested and all of a sudden you get a sniffle or cough. It's like, well, if you're not getting tested, guess what? Maybe you just got a glorified cold. I don't know. Darren Waller test positive. That's not good news. So, boy, this is really turning into a friggin' nightmare for the Raiders this week. Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, most importantly, Carson Wentz, all on the COVID list. Nelson comes off. Wentz goes on at the beginning of the week. He's out 10 days. No, he's not. They changed the rule the next day. He can be back in five. Five days from now is Monday or late Sunday night. So, Darren Waller test positive. He's out, but Carson Wentz may play. Lordy. Lordy, the rest of the defense. Well, they've been used to playing without Waller. I will say that that doesn't make it any better. So now but, it's time to make the playoff run. I understand. You need them back. But the rule that was changed also would benefit the Raiders because they could get their defensive players who all went down in one day. They could get them back. As I assume well. none of them have symptoms. Waiting. To find I was going to wink, wink at you. Yeah. Although word is the NFL oversees these things with the symptoms. So. Oh yeah, sure. We'll see. Do. We'll see who's asymptomatic and. And who's not? Again, yeah. uh, wishing the best for Darren Waller. Hopefully, I want to know he who's get super sick, have any real bad effects from COVID, and he can come back next week. I want to know who's overseeing the NFL, overseeing what they're seeing. That's what I want to know. You think the NFL is going to turn a blind eye? I think the NFL wants to make sure that there are games on TV. I want. To, I think the NFL wants to make sure that there are no missed games. I want. I, I think the NFL wants to make sure everything stays on schedule, and they will do whatever it takes to manipulate the schedule. I'm not saying that they're downplaying COVID and they're overlooking, but the fact of the matter is, at the beginning of the season, they were going to bend over backwards to teams that had situations schedule-wise for vaccinated teams. Okay. Two weeks out, and they're bending over backwards, not specifically for the Colts, but they are bending the rules, and they're changing things up, and it is benefiting a team that has unvaccinated players. Well, we can trust the NFL on this one. The league has a lot of respect and owes a lot and said so about John Madden. That was pretty cool yesterday. Sad to see John Madden pass away at 85 years old, but after someone passes away, you, you find out about their real legacy. And the league recognizes just how important this guy was on all fronts, you know, uh, with the on the field product in building its television might in building its young fan base and older fan base with the Madden game. This guy has as much impact on the history of the NFL as anyone over the last you know, 50 years or so. And, you know, the other thing that should be recognized, because I think it was forgotten and unknown by a lot of people who are younger than us. We're kind of right on the cusp of Madden's coaching days. Yeah. But he is arguably, what, the second best coach in the history of the National Football League? Win From a win twice. percentage standpoint, yeah. uh, I mean, I would say Belichick because he's won all those Super Bowls. I suppose you can put 
other big winners, you know, of Super Bowls up there with him, but for his time and what could have been. If John Madden, you know, didn't drive himself so hard, maybe he continues to win 10 games a year and wins many more Super Bowls throughout the 80s. The guy had a 10-year career, won freaking over 100 games. He was an awesome coach, and I think a lot of that was lost over the years because, you know, the game took over, his TV career took over. But when he was coaching, he was great. And, you know, the other one, we'll examine this throughout the show. We're going to talk to John Robinson, hopefully, in just a little bit. And uh, Phil Villapiano later on, uh, between Al Davis and John Madden, their eye for talent was incredible. Incredible. And it was an eye that didn't have any sort of filter. They dipped into every world they could. They brought in troubled guys. They went to, you know, predominantly black universities and found players. They were a great combo. Being part of the being part of the overshadowing is not just his broadcasting career, but it is the emergence of of today's era of coaches and, and even before this era. So between that era, but you know, we always use that phrase, who's your Mount Rushmore of this, this, this? If you go to that era, the first five that come to mind that would fit, you'd have to argue among which four goes up there would be Bud Grant, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, Don Shula, and of course, John Madden. I would put Madden ahead of Shula. Bigger winner. I would put Madden ahead of Grant in, in and put the other time, four. And I would put Madden ahead of Bud Grant. Uh, certainly in the AFC history, uh, Madden is one of the top five guys. But that's what I'm saying. I, I'm saying I will give Chuck Knoll a lot of credit. The fact that Chuck Knoll won Super Bowls with Terry Bradshaw quarterback is one of the more incredible things in football history. As we've seen the evolution of the quarterback, and we go back and watch Terry Bradshaw and we look at his numbers, what Knoll did with a running game in defense is nuts. And you talk about, you know, in, in this day and age with all sports, we talk about super teams and the million-dollar players. They weren't making millions of dollars. But, man, you talk about some of the defenses back then. You know, the, the Steel Curtain, the Doomsday Defense, right? The the teams that from the 70s, it just wasn't there, – there was no social media. There's no, there was no glorification. It just went out and it was just nasty, filthy, dirty, grimy, get – get in the trenches and John Madden was one of the coaches you know that he was in your face man he 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 was a grab you by the face mask get in your face had no problem with it and the, also the great super, thing, super fun guy wasn't all melancholy no. after the game and you know right. on to Cincinnati after that no they, they and, could celebrate and he enjoyed he enjoyed every part of football including the celebrating he was he and he was also known as a kind person which we'll get into throughout the show. The great thing about John Madden is compared to all the others within this, as as I said, Mount Rushmore of back then, is he's the guy that emerged in everything that he did. He had an impact, and that's what we're going to talk about. Yep, and if uh, Raiders fans long for the days of John Madden, how about this record over the years in the AFC West? Chiefs, Broncos, Chargers, Madden was 44-11-5. Nova Home Loans brings you Trending at 3. It's a refi rate at Nova Home Loans. With interest rates at all-time lows, now's the time to talk to your local Nova loan officer. 877-700-NOVA. Now, back to Cofield and Company.
Despite their regular season success, a Super Bowl championship remained elusive. The Raiders played in and lost five AFC title games in seven years. We were that close, and you know, we have a good team, and, and we just have to kind of get one more thing here. In 1976, it all came together for Madden and the Raiders in Super Bowl XI. Their defense pummeled the Minnesota Vikings. Their offense shattered the Super Bowl record for total yards. And the victory catapulted Madden's team to the top of the NFL. And he looks and throws. Intercepted by the Oakland Raiders. Perseverance, you know, keep getting up. You get knocked down, get up, get up, get up, keep getting up. John's a big fight fan, I'm a big fight fan. You know, in a good fight, the last one up wins. Yeah, some incredible highlights from uh, John Madden's career as a coach. We're talking a lot about his coaching in this first hour. John Robinson, one of his best buddies, childhood friend, former coach of the Rebels, Rams, USC. He's going to join us inside of 10 minutes. You know, as I was watching those pieces, great job by the Vast Sound Crew grabbing all this audio and, you know, listening to the tale of the 70s with John Madden and you hear, man, all those AFC title games they made it to. It's amazing the way we entertain now, mm. and we've got to have strong takes. What if they were talking head shows back in the 70s on TV? I wonder how John Madden would have been treated before he had won a Super Bowl, right? Yeah. I mean, you know what happens when, when, guy, when there are coaches out there who are close but can't get around the corner? They actually get bashed, which is kind of crazy when you think about it. Well, and as I mentioned before, I mean, it was, it, it, there was, it was, it just seems like it was a little more tight knit. There was, there's no social media. There's, it was, it was a lot different. And I guess back then the, the, the extent of our form of communication, right. Outside of watching, there was no cable TV. There was no ESPN, right. There was no, there was ABC. Emmy, there wasn't even Fox right back then. Um, the only real entertainment that we could think of, that I can think of, and I was watching old clips. You just got done telling me you were watching something. It was Letterman or Carson. If you made it to there, a sports figure and entertainer, you were. And once Madden hit TV, he was on those shows all the time. And you knew. uh, No, in in the world of the NFL, you got your games. And then most of the analysis was you guys, the writers and the papers, and in many cases, the dopey columnist who no one could fire back at. That's why I think this is, even though I just talked about, you know, the negative part, having hot takes all the time. And John Madden may have been skewered when he was winning, but not getting to the Super Bowl. Um, We do get to give feedback and react to some of the strongest voices out there. And back in the day, the columnists were the strongest voices, except no one could really say anything to them. So they went went unchallenged. So that's how much things have changed. You know, I'll say the other thing about John Madden in a lot of ways. And I always like to credit people who kind of brought this along, you know, this whole sports talk media stuff, uh, maybe we're not doing what we do now if the NFL didn't get as big as it did in the 80s. And John Madden was a big part of it. The 70s was a glamour era, but it exploded on TV once Madden got to TV and we got more games. So really what we do on these talking head shows on TV and sports talk radio is due to guys like John Madden. I also think Howard Cosell. The other thing in terms of legacy, and there's a lot of legacy things we can talk about. Athletes who make money now 
with endorsements. Now, athletes endorse products, you know, going all the way back to, you know, old time baseball days, you know, going back to whatever, the 30s to 40s, 50s, and before that. And we're going to play some of those Miller Lite commercials later on. Mm. You know, you'd see a collection of 15 celebrities in one commercial. Sure. But Madden was one of those guys who took it to another level because he freaking pitched everything. So even athletes today, if they're like, I don't know who John Madden is, you know that endorsement deal you have? John Madden was a massive pitch person. Let's take a quick timeout. John Robinson, former Rebel coach, really good friend of John Madden is on the way. Join the conversation on Twitter at ESPN Las Vegas. We would have bets on how long it's going to be between murder and she. And it got longer and longer. Then it's murder, she wrote, starring Angela Lansbury. So we're doing a game, and uh, there's a movie. Uh, following the football. Followed by part one of a CBS Sunday night movie, Gone with the Wind, starring Clark Gable and Vivian Lee. All coming. I laughed so hard, I had to take my headset off and go out in the hallway. You're listening to Cofield and Company, live from the Battleborn Broadcast Center on ESPN Las Vegas. I hope John Madden got to see the uh, the All Madden documentary. I hope he did. I hope he did. That was the story he was telling about, uh, you know, the kinship with one Pat Summerall. You know, we all grew up with those guys as the the voices of the NFL. Willie Ramirez, Steve Cofield. This guy grew up, like literally grew up with John Madden. And, of course, he's a Vegas legend. John Robinson is up with Cofield and company here in Vegas. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How are you guys? We're good. First of all, I want to say, because I know these are not uh, easy circumstances to come on and, you know, do uh, sports radio. I, we're really sorry for your loss here. and uh, But we do we, we did want to tell some stories and have you uh, reminisce about John. So we hope you're okay. Yeah, I'm fine. Uh, you know, we all are saddened by this. And, uh, you know, and I talked to him just last week, and he seemed uh, seemed good, you know. So um, I guess that's uh, that's what the way things go. John, you know, there there are so many things that we see or that we've seen over the years, you know, from, from, from the coach to the broadcaster to the creation of the All Madden to just the polarizing personality and figure. Who is John Madden that we didn't know, that you have known for so long and, you know, as you saw the progression through all stages of his life, um, that maybe we didn't see? Well, I, I think the guy that we all saw, that, that was the real him. I don't don't think he ever played any kind of a role. Uh, he was himself uh, in just about every circumstance. I think the pressure uh, of coaching got to him. Uh, I can remember uh, at times riding with him in a car and, and just have him, you know, express the, the concerns that he had about coaching. And and uh, the Raiders were not easy. You know, the Raiders were a, a difficult organization to work for, uh, but uh, he did a great job. How did, if you can re- recollect for us, how did Al Davis discover John Madden? Well, John was uh, had gone up there from San Diego State, and I think it was just there one year or two years, 
Yeah, 32 years old. And, and John, as John tells it, stories that I went in and saw Al, and, and the job was vacant. He had fired the previous coach. And John went in and said, I, I would like to apply for this job. And Al didn't say anything, but his, but John went in back in the next day and said, I really want this job, and I can do it. And eventually, I think he kind of wore Al down, and Al went with him, and uh, they became, they were great friends. Uh, had uh, uh, And I used to... I used to live out near where John lived uh, in the poor side of town. But anyway, he he and I would ride to work together, and he uh, and Al would sit and talk, and I would sit in the room. I kept my mouth shut, but I sat in that room, and uh, they they became really great friends. We talked a little bit ago about you know in in, in every era of sports. In every sport, we everybody wants to do their Mount Rushmore. And back then, I mean, the names, Don Shula, Tom Landry, Chuck Knoll, Bud Grant, John Madden. What set John Madden apart? Well, he, he worked for the Raiders. I think that set him apart. Uh, the way the Raiders did things was different from others. Uh, he had what looked like uh, a band of uh, uh, of bandits, uh, you know, that that were the uh, were the team. Uh, they had a bunch of wild guys, but he had an ability to control everybody. I I used to look and say, "This is absolute chaos," and then about two minutes later, he was at, he was had everybody focused on their job. So. He he had a unique ability to deal with a unique uh, football group of people, and, and boy, they they had some guys that woo, um, <laughs> they were different. John Robinson's with us as we uh, reminisce about John Madden, who passed away yesterday at eighty-five years old. Um, you guys go way, way, way back. I mean, multiple times in, in schooling together and playing sports, uh, you know, with and against each other. He, he was a regular guy. I was reading uh, stories, I think a story written about 30 years ago about, about you and uh, Coach Madden about uh, his, his short days at Oregon and just the adjustment process, and he, he, was, he felt like he was a regular guy and, and kind of didn't belong, right? Well, he, he, was, he got sick up there. It was the big, the big problem. He had, a, had a, 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 an illness of some sort. I can't remember now, but he... he didn't didn't wasn't healthy. Uh, he was a good he was a good football player. Very fast. He was a big guy, naturally big, and uh, and had great speed. But he, um, he it didn't work for him at Oregon. It's just one one of those things. Well, it, it, you know, worked out in the end. He had a good college career, and then uh, you know, it didn't unfortunately didn't work out in the National Football League. So let, let's jump ahead into the early '80s. Who comes up with the concept of doing an all Madden team? Well, that was me. Uh, he never paid me a damn cent for it either. I always <laughs> wanted a, a nickel or something. But anyway, we were sitting. It, it, it was the night before the Chicago. We played the Chicago Bears in the NFC Championship, that great uh, Chicago Bear team. And uh, we were sitting and having a drink. And and uh, I came up with, I don't know where the hell I came up with it, but said you ought to have an all-match 
Washington team. And at the time, I said, you know, get every squirrely guy around the league, and those are the guys that you like. And uh, uh, he kind of laughed at it, and then they they went uh, and and really got serious about it. So it, it, it and it was a big hit. I mean, it was a big hit with players. Players would want to be on the All Madden team, and and they would, you know, we, his bus would be out parked out in front, saying, "Hey, I want to be on the team," and uh, all that kind of stuff. But uh, he did pick good guys and uh, the right kind of guys for that team. Yeah, you, you know, for younger listeners right now, Coach, I think a lot of people don't know about the story of the bus and you know airplanes and all that. What, what was your knowledge of? You know, he just he didn't want to fly, and then the the bus thing just took off. He had claustrophobia, and plus the uh, the Cal Poly San Luis Obispo football team had a had a had a plane crash, had mm-hmm. num- a number of players uh, killed, and he wasn't on that plane, but he was on the staff at the time, and that really affected him. Uh, but he was also. Um, uh, I'm kind of paranoid about about flying. When the when the Raiders traveled, he would uh, he'd take a couple sleeping pills and and try to sleep on the airplane, and uh, uh, it was a tough go for him. I want your take or your recollection of some other big things for him for John Madden over the course of his his lifetime. Um, First of all, his involvement as a pitchman and getting involved with Miller Lite, because while they had all these athletes in there, John Madden would kind of be the voice, the announcer, you know, who would jump in and out. So how did how did he become a pitchman? Did he like doing it? Was it something he wanted to do? I I have no idea. Uh, we weren't at, we weren't together at that same time, but yeah. but it was it, it was he had a natural quality if he walked in the room and it was the the Pope and the president, uh, he'd get along with them and he would treat them just the same. So he had that ability to just kind of be himself. And, uh, and so that, that caught on and, and, uh, and people responded to it. And obviously, uh, whoever was doing the television uh, did a great job of capturing him for being who he was, and uh, and you saw the real guy. <laughs> you looked at him and said, "Yep, yeah, that's old John." I, I always wonder what happened too uh, at the beginning of the uh, the video game because I mean I could see a lot of you know guys who were more you know traditionalists and a little bit older being like, "Video game? What's that?" I mean, thank God he didn't do that because obviously that was the you know the massive third phase of his career, and that's his legacy for a lot of young people: the video game. Yeah, and he. You know, and then the guy that came, that started—I forget his name now—but the guy that came in and had the idea, who came in to see John at, at at the facility where the Raiders were, and John kind of kicked him out. <laughs> the guy was persistent and came back, and and he said, "If okay, I'll do this, but if we do it, it's got to be realistic." And and he didn't want the linemen to all be the same height. He wanted guys, tall guys, and young. And the video guys kind of said, well, let's keep everybody the same, or, you know, it made it easier. But he, they had to have the right weights and heights and all that. Of So that's how, how kids learned the game. They actually learned uh, about individuals and, and 
styles of play that the individuals have. So John does great service to the youth of America. John, I think what a lot of people also don't realize is when when you came here and, and you coached the UNLV Rebels, and of course, as you said, your uh, your friendship has it's, you talked to him last week, but uh, his involvement from the outside in, and, and I'm not sure how that did he reach out to you, but his his involvement with UNLV football, um, you know, just from a distance. Can you talk a little bit about that and and what? what I guess he meant to you as a UNLV football coach and what a lot of people don't realize what he meant to the program. Well, he was, you know, he would, I'd had, I had a golf tournament and I, <laughs> I said, John, you got to come. And he said, no, I said, I'm not coming, but he did come. And, uh, and Marcus Allen and Rodney Lott and some others that had played for me. And then John knew in the NFL, well, we all got, together and had this big golf tournament and it was a big success and and he he of course uh was the master of ceremonies and kind of did the talking and it, it was a it was a special evening if i recall you know there were also a uh, story circulating yesterday that he actually he, he donated some money to the program like may have been responsible for some equipment upgrades was that true i i don't remember that one way yeah. or the other but he was uh, but he, you know, he rooted for his old buddy was coaching the team, and he so he uh, rooted for them, I think. And he yeah. liked Vegas. He thought Vegas was a great place, as did I. And and he he enjoyed going coming up there. The voice of John Robinson. We'll close on this, Coach. Um, I mean, maybe you can put into words. Well, you can. I mean, you're 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 part of the game. You're one of the legends of the game. When someone like John Madden passes away. I just the feeling I get is there's a football community and the 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 outpour of respect from people like I never expected to be speaking about John Madden is is pretty incredible. That to me that's the legacy of the football community when someone is on top of the mountain and and affected so many positively. Yeah, he was he was special and and whenever whenever he would do the Friday, the Saturday interview of of the quarterbacks or the team that they were playing when he was announcing, he, he he would they would just flock to try to get in to talk to him. So it was like a special deal if you were John Madden's guy or or he and talked to you. So so he just had an effect on the the average guy. We traveled uh, one time from uh, from Washington D.C. to uh, New Orleans and. And we stopped at some of the worst restaurants I've ever seen, and not not in the South because they were great there. But on the way, he uh, he uh, and he would go in, and, and pretty soon uh, there would be twenty people around our table, and and he would be talking to all of them. And, and the, the worse the restaurant, the more John enjoyed it, <laughs> you know. Uh, and, and he just uh, he just was a guy that that people just identified with and uh, my my mother uh, uh my uh, and all the women i knew loved him just as much as uh, as guys did so it was it was a unique he was a unique man and a good man and he was a great football coach he he had one of the best teams that i ever remember and when you go down through them all they were uh, an impressive group. 
Coach, we appreciate a couple minutes again. Sorry for your loss, and uh, thanks for stepping up and filling in the Vegas audience, especially the younger people on the legend of John Madden. Yeah, and go Las Vegas. Hey, I loved it. One of the six years I was there, I just had thought it was the greatest place in the world. See you guys. Great, Coach. Thank you so much. And, hey, have some turducken for us, huh? We'll get into uh, turducken later on in the <laughs> in the fat pack. Uh, I'll send out a story. There was a story written. It literally is about 30 years ago now. I think it's 34 years ago. Great story on SI about Madden and John Robinson. And uh, as I said at the beginning, I mean, this is this is a big loss for John Robinson. These, yeah. these guys go back School. to like eight School or nine days. years old. Yes. They hunt. They were they. I mean, we're not just talking about acquaintances. No. You know, and that's why I asked a question about Oregon, because uh, part of the uh, story I was reading uh, you know, about his Oregon experience, because they both went to Oregon. You know, mm-hmm. uh, John Robinson turned out to be a pretty good football player. So did John Madden at Cal Poly. But John Madden left pretty quickly. Um, and Coach Robinson just told us, hey, he got sick and he just wasn't healthy. But the other thing um, that, that was mentioned in the story was that Madden got there and he was like, eh, like this, this college crowd, I'm not I, I'm just not into it. Like, I'm not the same guy. Like Madden, I think, was quoted as saying something like he got there and, you know, you had some of the uh, uh, other students with, you know, closets full of clothes and he's like I, I, didn't, I had nothing you know these guys didn't grow up super right. wealthy so for him you know it just wasn't a match and he moved on but uh, their you know their, their friendship goes way back well put it in perspective steve i mean you know some of the guys that i've been friends with because their kids are now playing college athletics who you know i mean and, and we're talking I'm, I'm talking about friendships of 35 years john madden was 85 these guys were friends in single digit ages we're talking friendships of 70 years Join the conversation on Twitter at Cofield and Co. Reasons. Like a shot. That is great football. Gary Reasons on that drive made three of the best hits I've ever seen him make in his life. I've ever seen anyone make. And this is the best of the three best. Wow. Look at the determination. He reads run the whole way. He reads Humphrey the whole way. He takes off for the jump before Humphrey takes off for his jump. That is football. That is football. Yeah, Giants, Denver, Bobby Humphrey's about to uh, jump into the air, and uh, no shot because Gary Reasons went flying, knocked him to the ground. You can hear Madden get so friggin' excited about it. Uh, I know you saw the uh, USA Today story on John Madden, and you know, a lot of the emotion for people today, especially in our age group and a little bit younger and then older, is this is another person who's passed away that brings us back, you know, some 30 years ago. And it makes right. us think about our past and our experiences <clears throat> with sports. And, uh, yeah, there was a USA Today story that said, the, you know, basically Sunday afternoons were the best because of John Madden. Yeah, there were a couple of stories out there, that, and one of them with his greatest quotes. And I found myself this morning, when, as I told you earlier, that I was up so early. I threw on YouTube and just to get – and sure enough, someone had already loaded, which they're already on there, like Madden's Greatest Hits, him and Summerlin, uh, um, Pat Summerall. Excuse me, I said Summerlin. Um, but someone had already loaded since he passed, and it was like his eight greatest – to in there in that person's opinion and there was one that just had me dying i'm sitting there on the elliptical and i'm busting up laughing but you know who i thought of was who does radio now where he can go impromptu and you're listening and you can just laugh is kevin harlan right something happened spontaneous what was it was it earlier this season or last season with the dog and he started said and the dog and he's on the 40 he's on the third he just impromptu there was a there was a um it was a washington game i think it was washington and dallas 
but pigeons or Washington and Philly and pigeons ended up and he starts explaining what the pigeon was going through, not the wide out and the pigeon lands on the, and he just, it just rolled right into his commentary and it was fantastic. John Madden was just the way that he can incorporate anything that was taking place on the sideline, on the field, whatever it had to do with, whether it was the game or not, he had you feeling like you were right wait, there. Wait, wait a second. John Madden didn't just talk football the entire game. Did anyone ever hashtag him stick to football? I've thought of that multiple times because as I've been watching all the different clips, yeah. as you just pointed out, John Madden was funny and would talk about everything around the game. He brought a levity to the game. Hey, Ari, do me a favor. Load up Belichick. I, I watched Belichick today, and it takes him a little while to get it out. And, you know, he's sad. But he, it, as I said to Coach Robinson, John Robinson was just with us. If you missed a conversation, the former UNLV coach and USC coach and Rams coach, um, yeah, he grew up with with Madden. Um, so make sure you check LVSportsNetwork.com for that. Um, I want you to listen. And you know, we talked to Robinson about all these people talking about John Madden. And you get people from different corners. Like, I thought it was great yesterday. You know, folks don't know. Uh, Vince Scully called games early on with John Madden. He sent out a message, right? So you're yeah. like, oh, Vince Scully. Um, John Madden touched so many people. But uh, Belichick spoke for a while today. And I thought he hit on one really important point with John Madden. And, you know, he's got... 50 million data points in his legacy set the standard for coaching in his area. I mean, they had the best record and best teams and championships and all that. Um, Raiders had a great style of play that say captivating and certainly did a lot for the, you know, the league and, and the competitiveness of the league. You know, he was a great champion for minorities and minority scouting and some of the great players that they had with the Raiders, you know, from the smaller black colleges that, you know, he and, and uh, coach Davis, brought into the organization. You know, I also mentioned with John Robinson, the whole football culture. I love that Belichick, Coach Davis, Coach Davis, right? Yeah. They're all football people. Yeah. So there's a, there's a brotherhood there. Uh, Belichick also mentioned, you know, once the 80s came around and Madden and Summerall showed up and John Madden showed up for all these games. Well, I mean, CBS and the NFC, the freaking NFC East especially, he talked about it. He's like, it felt like they were at every one of our games. He's like, we used yeah. to, you know, if we had time, we'd go flock to his bus and just sit. You know, this is when Belichick's a defensive coordinator under Parcells. He's like, we would just go out to the bus, and it was just cool to get some time with John Madden just to talk some football. I'm going to be real honest with you. Do it. Ever since I subscribed to Red Zone, there I, I still find myself on days where I go to a game, I go to a, 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 the regular channel, and I have to double take and think to myself, wow, wasn't didn't CBS used to be NFC? Remember back in the day, N N NBC okay. was AFC, mm -hmm. CBS was NFC, and you always got an NFC East game with Summerall and Madden. Like but it. but it seemed like the conferences that or the conferences were affiliated with the networks. They 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 mainly broadcast those games. Now, obviously, it's it's. You know, it's mix and match, or it's your We've region. A lot, more, your, a lot of crossover now, too. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I find myself like catching myself going, "Wait, the AFC? Game? Oh, it's 2021." You know, so it's because I've, I've spent the last how many years watching Red Zone. You know, so it's not it's a little different, but I find myself going to the network and thinking that because that's how it was back in the day, and you always wanting to get on the broadcast with Summerall and Madden. Let's do a giveaway right now. We'll start at the 4 o'clock hour. We're going to talk to uh, Caleb Herring in about a half an hour. But uh, right now we've got caller 11-364-1100, 364-1100. 
Tickets to check out David Lee Roth, Rock Hall of Famer. David Lee Roth rocks Vegas. Nine o'clock show on January 1st. It's at the House of Blues. Doors open at eight. The show starts at nine. They've added more shows in the middle of January, but here's your chance to get free tickets. You can also get your own VIP package. Houseofblues.com is where you go for that. You can get the jump package, Panama package, hot for teacher package, or just go get your own tickets at Ticketmaster.com. But Ari's got a pair of tickets right now for David Lee Roth on January 1st to start off 2022 the right way at the House of Blues, 364-1100. Cofield and Company will be back in minutes right here on ESPN Las Vegas.